0: Hey everybody! Coming up on today's podcast, the Counter Show, we have our new mailbag segment, which we've got a few funny things to discuss there. I think you guys are going to like that. Um, It seemed to be a big hit on the last podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in the we're gonna dig deep in the mailbag because it is the gift that keeps on giving. Wouldn't you say that, Keith?
1: Yes, indeed. We read your letters. Oh, and
0: oh, and by the way, hello, my friend.
1: What's up, man? Uh, let's see. Tons of, st- wow, this is, this is uh, kind of back to Stellantis for us. We've taken a hiatus from Stellantis. We've got a lot of Stellantis news. What else, Jay?
0: Um, we've got a little bit more information on how that Cybertruck is coming and some accessories that are going to be coming with it. Tesla is in the news a lot lately as well. And uh, I think we've got another player in the uh, EV world that, that seems to be moving forward. Who, who, who might
1: that be, Keith? I hate to say I told you so. So mm. uh, it's Nissan, and there is yep. a big I told you so in the middle of that. So all that and so, so much more coming right up. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. This is the pre-Christmas show. I think it'll be out before Christmas, won't it, Keith? Yeah, probably. You need to you just need to subscribe just so you're notified when this thing comes out.
1: <laughs> if it isn't, I wore the wrong shirt. <laughs> oh, Snoopy, how are you, my friend? Hey, man! yeah, hey, yeah. Everybody. my sister, hey,
0: AJ. Yeah, hey, hey. What's happening? I'm I'm Jay. Uh, we are the parts kind of gurus. That is my pal over there. Do we, do in we really Kero's need to Keith. get into all
1: this? If you're new, oh, no, we I don't. guess if you're we're, new, yeah. Well, we've got yeah, a lot right, of new. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I digress. Right. Welcome in everybody. Right. This Absolutely is a little show we in. we like to call the EV channel. Oh no, wait. Actually, we're
0: no. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're actually gonna have to broach that subject quite heavily today. But. Um, Thank you guys for subscribing to our channel. Thank you uh, for our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com forward slash grooves. Thank you so much for that. Our our viewership's up. Our um, uh, subscriptions are up tremendously. And here's the key to that. By subscribing, some of these video segments that you will hear today on the audio podcast, uh, you're probably going to see them over. And there's some some interesting stuff that we do with these portions of our podcast. Um, The visualization is is really good um that kind of helps move the subject matter along a little bit but if you're an audio person then just go over to uh, a com
1: and hit the podcast links and uh choose your choose whichever one you want to listen to yeah so uh and subscribe there is a good chance like jay just said that if you leave a comment on our youtube any of our youtube videos and i always yeah. like to say bonus if you leave it on a video where we're reading the mailbag because then it's like commenting on a comment on a comment on a comment on. <laughs> this is true anyway uh but but remember the golden rule guys and and honestly um look I, we're not perfect uh we've come a long way we've got a long way to go um but uh i ain't i ain't coming into your work and pooping on your on your desk don't don't do it to ours so we had a guy <laughs> I, i'm just i don't even want to give this guy air time but I'll just I won't even it was a video and he left a comment and basically he was thoroughly disgusted it wasn't helpful and it was completely shot wrong and he just didn't care for it at all and he was quite insulting and in the production value and all that well really man you're welcome it was a free video and uh, if you, you don't, don't have, have anything nice to say just don't say yeah, it. Just, yeah, just just go. Okay. Move on. Yeah. We don't. Like, it, yeah. Okay. So you think it sucked? Move on. Go find somebody else. I don't see you doing right this on. anyway. I, uh, yeah.
0: We've got a lot. We got a lot of people that don't think it sucks, um, <laughs> and they continue to watch. So I just if you it just amazes that,
1: me that yeah that guy right.
0: If you want to be that guy that thumbs down Eddie Van Halen on an isolated solo track. Um, yeah, that Go was ahead. not us. I mean, that
1: was somebody that found. It was somebody else. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Eruption. They found uh, a, the recording. No, of it eruption. was Mean
0: Street. Okay, Mean Street, right. which is one fantastic isolated uh, track for Eddie Van Halen, and somebody thumbs down the thing. What? what L-
1: like the heck's literally, wrong with the whole video was just. This was not our video. This was just somebody on YouTube, and we enjoyed yeah. it because we yeah. we do enjoy some good Van Halen. And and they we literally did. took Eddie's guitar track for the whole song and just isolated it. Mm-hmm. And that was the video. It, it was intended yeah. for you to be able to hear what was going right. on more prominently. Right. And somebody just goes, thumbs down. All right, well, Yeah. Just yeah. I get that it's not for you, but I, I think we need really, to... You- here, here it is, here it is. We need to have a global consortium on what the rules involving when when it is socially appropriate... To do thumbs down. Thumbs down etiquette, right. if you will. Right. When right. is it appropriate right. and what does it actually mean? And who knew right. this podcast what a, was going what there? What is a
0: thumbs down? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What is. Yeah. Exactly. For example. Don't be a
0: recyclable bag. Does it mean you know?
1: I don't like it? Does it mean it sucks? Does it mean you suck? Does it mean I hate you? Does it mean you know, you're awful. I mean, at least, mean...
0: at least, you know, yeah, just, just whatever, man. I mean, and speaking of Eddie Van Halen, I, I, I want to get this off my chest. I would like to say congrats to Wolf, uh, Wolf Van Halen, uh, who has earned a Grammy nomination on his first solo album, his first album, which is fantastic, by the way. And um, he's out on tour. He's got some great dates. And I'd also like to give a nod to the great David Lee Roth, uh, former lead singer of Van Halen, who just scored—I thought he was going to retire. Apparently not. Uh, right off the bat, he's got two. He added four new dates at his Vegas residency, and he's trying to stake claim into the design of the Frankenstrat, which has been proven wrong, Dave. So watch what you yeah, say, so my friend.
1: so you know, Dave and Sammy showing up in Vegas doing residencies at the same time—that's interesting. Uh, it is interesting eh, uh, it is right.
0: very interesting but you know well, who knows man maybe Wolf will tag along and he'll oh my god get yeah, up on stage but be, he's yeah. not you know Wolf Wolf, I, I gotta give Wolf, Wolf some love because that dude man um, he takes a lot a lot of heat from Van Halen fans out there saying that he should be doing. hey know, man you don't Van sound
1: a- like what is this you're not I thought right. this was gonna be like Eddie version 2 yeah right
0: or why don't you play you know some Van hey, man, Halen play as a tribute traduc- to your dad <laughs>
1: right right
0: Why? That's just like asking Dave Grohl to do Nirvana songs. It's Foo Fighters, not Nirvana. Okay, so there you go. It's Mammoth Van Halen. And somebody got on to him, speaking of comments, and said to him that he shouldn't be using... The mammoth
1: Van Halen. You he goes, be well, it's using my Van freaking Halen. name? Yeah, right. It's but my man, name. What do you man? call yourself Van Halen for? Oh, oh, wait, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's It is yeah, yeah. your name. Uh, it's, only, it's,
0: it's only because he's the only child of uh, Edward Van yeah. Halen. So there you go.
1: Um, all right. So so, so speaking anyway, of right, ridiculous of comments. Now these aren't actually. Ridiculous, but uh, how about some uh, how about some uh, mailbag stuff? Let's get, let's
0: get some mailbag <laughs> stuff, right. mail
1: bobbies. Yeah, oh, all right, here we go. Oh, there it is. All right, so I actually kind of think I need to find a better one. I'm I'm not sold on that one. It's uh, okay, it's good.
0: I liked it. It was, uh, it got me going on my walk the other morning. I had it, I was like, all right, all right, sounds so good.
1: I found a couple from um our Illuminator video, the first Illuminator video. Now that's where this comes in. That's where this comes in. I hate in. to say I told you so. Because we filmed that Illuminator yeah. video months before Ford pr- premiered it or featured it at SEMA. And mm-hmm. then, of course, everybody took note. So, um, and, yeah. and and by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, this, is, this is our, we're doing a new segment, it's our mailbag segment, where we pick out some of your comments and read them on one of our video segments so make sure that you leave a comment any video will do and you might in the yeah in, in the words of the great fonzarelli correct the window. <laughs> hey. all right so flight hey. industry says now this is flight f-l-y-t-e and again this yeah. is on the illuminator video says right, uh, right would you rip the merlin engine from a p51 mustang and stick an electric motor in it of course not No real, all caps with the word real, car enthusiasts will destroy their classic car by tearing out its engine. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I'm going to stay out of the opinion side of this and just try to stick to the facts. Okay. So first of all, I have a lot of RC airplanes now. I know these aren't full scale. You're going to call me out on that. But... I started flying the electric motor versions about 10 or 15 years ago. And I I had the, (laughs) you know, the glow fuel, the old stuff, right? The nitro fuel. Right. And the electric stuff is uh, typically torquier. It's lighter. It's faster. It's easier to deal with. Right. I mean, you don't have the charging you have on a larger scale. That's fair. But I would almost argue that, I mean, they're making EV planes now. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and also as far as the, you know, real enth a, a car enthusiast will destroy their classic car by tearing out its engine. All right. Well, is Jay Leno not a real car enthusiast?
0: Right. Or a uh, chip foos or, or, um, you know, what about, what about RTR uh, vehicles? I mean, they had a maki Out there, the 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 Cobra fourteen hundred. Well, I mean,
1: clearly nobody's doing this, right? Like to this guy's point, nobody's doing this. That's why they're sold out. That's why the Ford Motor is sold out. The Ford Illuminator Crate Motor is sold out because nobody's doing this. So, so point taken, buddy. So get
0: on your plane, dude, and fly out of here. And and, you know, your P fifty. We're not even an
1: EV channel, but I've said this before. (laughs) Great plane. And by by the the way, way,
0: we're not an air. We're we're not an aircraft. uh, channel either. Uh we don't get into aviation. And maybe a little bit with like drone stuff and some of this new EV, you know, like taxi, all electric taxi, flying taxi stuff that's coming out like eVTOL and I mean, I think GM is even introducing electric aircraft. Electric aircraft sir. Electric so. aircraft sir. Uh but anyway, thank you Flight Industries for popping by our channel. To uh, leave a comment and watch our video on electric motors being installed <laughs> into anything you want to install them into, you do know yeah, that yeah, we right. have the right so, to do that. Uh, yeah, so, we're not even an EV much. channel.
1: Uh, again, we're just pointing to current events and what happens. Pointing things and out. Let the facts speak for themselves. It ain't going away. It's not going away.
0: Nope. And if if you have a rub, go over to Ford tell to and tell them how much yeah. you just you got. Like you got one. illuminator. Okay. I do. I, I've got a couple. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going back to an oldie but goodie video that I shot. It was like one of our, the first summers that you came out and we got the drone out and uh, we, we wanted to do yeah, a little yeah. piece on the roundabout, okay. how to drive through a roundabout, which, which really got a lot of attention. I, I, I felt good after after releasing the video, because I had no idea that there was a lot of people like me out there that were so frustrated with the lack of the ability to, to drive through one. So um, we had a guy, uh, I say guy, a person uh, that left a comment. Spud Forcible <laughs> is, is, the, uh, is, is the person who commented. And the comment says, the key to roundabouts is you have to trust the other drivers Considering they hand out driver's license to any idiot in most states, I lack that trust, so I'm always cautious with these things since my closest near accidents have been in roundabouts. I, I kind of agree with Boom. this person. Exactly. Uh,
1: now in your area Jay, where we filmed that person. video, I've been on a bicycle in roundabouts and I have witnessed people so the game is it's it's just like racing, right? Where you try to find the straightest line mm-hmm. through the roundabout so that you don't have to take your foot off the accelerator. I mean mm-hmm. that's the right way to go through a roundabout, right? Right. Especially when it's posted right. like fifteen a- miles an hour and you're doing forty five. If you can just find your straight line through that roundabout and not decelerate, that right. is the ob- objective, correct? Yeah.
0: Yes, it is the objective. It's to keep the flow I'm being, I'm being through the entire roundabout and you are being sarcastic, but I get it. But it is absolutely correct. I mean, that's what you do. You want to keep the flow through the through the roundabout. Use your signal when you go to exit so that's kind to the other one coming, coming in so they know where you're going and they can zipper merge on in and do their thing. Look, roundabouts are really easy, man. Um, the concept for someone to say they're stupid, um, man, I, I would like to argue that point you go ahead and sit in traffic at that traffic light well, while three or four go on and on and on. Research data: the and and reason
1: they're bringing these back to your point is that the, 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 the data has been out that shows that it's it does help with congestion with the flow of traffic, but also there are fewer accidents. It does.
0: Right until you get.
1: Until you get people yeah, that and, don't know how to drive, to the guy them that caused it. Right, you know. an, a quarter mile back, and he's doing fifty five, and he ain't letting off, and I'm pulling into the roundabout, right. expecting that everybody approaching is doing the speed limit, which is fifteen, and he's already in the intersection, right. and I'm just barely merging in, right?
0: Right, right, and 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 by the way, just a little tidbit, a little helpful hint here. If I'm coming into the roundabout. And I can clearly see that I have enough room to get into the roundabout as you're driving through the roundabout. Don't blow your horn at me. I didn't pull out in front of you. That's what we're we're all pulling out in front of each other in the roundabout. That's what we do, people. <laughs> so stop laying on the horn when I pull out in front of you because I'm going to do it again. Anyway, so there you go. Thank you for that comment on there, man. I, I appreciate it. It's been it's been really good, man. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a lot of people like me yeah, out there yeah, on that. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Well, so you see, got another yeah. one. All right. What? Yeah, Wacko Banana Pants. Now this <laughs> lo- is also on the I Illuminator video. We've had so many views on on the Illuminator yeah. video. Uh Wacko Banana Pants. Sometimes I I think I'm just picking these based on oh, their, yeah. you know you can't, their profile yeah. name. Uh Wacko Banana Pants says I'm just going to keep saying that. What uh it, this is again on the Illuminator right. Ford's electric crate motor. No bueno if I need two all caps <laughs> the, of these motors to get 500 horsepower. Retrofitting one motor in place of a gas motor is one thing, but you would need to completely refab the back half of a muscle car to fit a motor mm-hmm. in there. Call me when you get a 1,000 horsepower from a single motor. Mm. All right, well, which is it, 500 or a 1,000? And, and also, I, I would check the specs on size on these, especially the mm-hmm. Illuminator, because if you pancake two of those in, I mean, it depends on the muscle car, but if we're talking about something from the sixties yeah. or early seventies, you're probably with two of them still right around the same size as the original uh yeah. internal combustion engine if you put in that if you model somehow
0: retrode and put a single motor on each wheel to have four motors, that will equate to a thousand yeah. horsepower that will equate to what sixteen thousand bucks, yeah.
1: Yeah, minus, you know, as everybody always points out, minus the charge I controller understand. and the battery. But still, I mean sixteen
0: thousand right? bucks is really kind of a drop in the bucket
1: when you're talking about for a, 1, a thousand, thousand horsepower gasoline yeah.
0: engine. Trust me when I
1: tell you this. So and and here's the thing, you guys that are saying like again, I'm just trying to come at you from a point of factual information. We have seen this done. We have seen muscle cars retrofitted. We have seen them on display. At SEMA and SEMA electrified, and we've seen how they use that space. And first of all, not only can it be done, but it kind of adds. It's an interesting. I, I mean, they typically end up with m- more space than they would have were they to have gone. Think with an about the weight too, engine.
0: Keith. You can put four motors on there, and I don't think it's going to weigh as much as a thousand horsepower big block
1: well it's not but it depends on how much range you True. want right like if you're just going to drag race this thing you can keep it mm-hmm. super light and put which a small is exactly what
0: rtr it. did you know when you're drifting and stuff like that short range stuff i mean those right. things are fast man i mean 1400 1400 horsepower man yeah that's nothing right. to nothing to uh speak lightly of but look hey hey Draw if you've if got right? performance yeah. builders out there like rtr and you know, for performance overall, you know, um, I mean, GM's doing it. Um, if you've got this going on, um, hey, man, it's a it's a viable uh, option to the uh, performance world. So just saying. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's going to be one showing up in NASCAR soon. Didn't we hear something like that?
1: Uh, y- y- yeah. So, you know, there's been a lot of, well, just COVID has sure. changed timelines on everything Mm -hmm. but yeah it's
0: gonna absolutely COVID has changed a lot of things i mean it's i it's i mean can we get the last two years back right i mean holy cow man
1: all right you got another one i I do this is
0: my last one um this is on you know we again keith didn't twist my arm he just and he didn't have to talk me into it i always kind of go with his gut feeling and uh Keith is always finding these little, nice little nuggets of, of information out there. And we're both big fans of, of Kit and Hasselhoff. And, you know, we we love Knight Rider. It was a gr- great series. We absolutely loved it. Um, and this right here is, is I, I felt was a really cool comment. And it's left by uh, BJI82A. Um, he says, and this was on our, our Kit Uh, video we did again if this is true and we asked you know what would you want we asked everybody to tell us what would you think the car should be what what you know what if kit comes back now what should it be ev hummer whatever
1: right hotbed of controversy jay be careful where you oh my
0: goodness my goodness yeah so he says or this person says if this is true i would love to see kit on the big screen we already have ghostbusters afterlife so i can see this happening and here are my car thoughts if it follows the first series, then it will be the Trans Am or a Mustang in the second. However, this could be used to try and promote new EVs as well. Since we don't have turbine fuel, and I can say that somehow Car, K-A-R-R, will be in the movie as well as Goliath, they should have thought about bringing back the old Trans Am as an EV. This is a cool sci-fi series that shouldn't be overlooked. I couldn't agree more. He's open to just about anything throughout a few nuggets of what he would like to see or this person would like to see. I even saw one earlier that was really interested in the Hummer. I mentioned the Hummer in that, remember? It's all electric. So why why not, man? What what are your thoughts on that? Um,
1: Um, Trans
0: Am, electric electric mm
1: -hmm. TA? If it's done right. Yeah. If it's, we're bringing the, we're bringing the Firebird back on a hood just because. Um, like, I guess, Pontiac... So, understand, everybody, my exposure to Pontiac was not the original generation Pontiacs. I came into being familiar with Pontiacs during the era that this car that we're talking about, Knight Rider, yeah, was prominent. Right. The 80s. Right. Pom- Pontiac in the 80s and 90s... Not that good. ...was a very... Uh, they had quality issues. Yeah. I mean, you had the Fierros, yeah. you had... It just wasn't the Sunbirds and or Sunfires or whatever in the world. I mean, it, they were just putting Pontiac on anything, and it was like... It was almost a cheaper brand that GM put out, and they did some damage to the, to the name. They really and did. It, and ultimately, it, it, they, took it, they killed it because of that. Yeah. I think those reasons. So... If they want to bring Pontiac back and they want to do it in a way that's not gonna just try to appeal to the low in, to the entry level low cost crowd, then I'm I'm okay with that. Sure. Yeah. Do an EVTA. TA. Why not? Right. Now we're just doing acronyms, but sure. EVTA. Ooh, I like that. That'd be good. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and you know you're right about Pontiac. It they really struggled in the '80s and '90s, and a- again it led to eventually dropping brands. Uh, GM cut. I mean, Saturn went away, Pontiac went away, Oldsmobile uh, has gone away now. Um, so now you're just left with Buick and, and uh, Chevrolet, GMC, and Cadillac, basically. So, yeah, yeah you know, it. I, we get it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense from a business model anyway, because then you're not like, you know, all these different brands you have to deal with. So I say it's kind of like a menu when you go into a bar or a restaurant. The, the the one-sided menu where this is all you have you, you're kind of more likely to go ahead and just jump on that hamburger that jumps out at you first rather than yeah. the, the the books that you get at some places it's so confusing you don't how do you how do you get good at what you you have on the on the menu well, you know this is
1: uh this is a point of frustration for me um jay i just live i live life hungry okay <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry man i I'm I'm always going. I'm always hungry, both figuratively and literally. Right. You know, I like to eat. I'm, I, I live life hungry, and and <laughs> my family, we go to these restaurants, and these two, it's like it's like we're reading War and Peace, man. I mean, it's like the server's been back four times already, and I'm like, I, can I order some food here? <laughs> right. I mean, are you all done with the last chapter of whatever right. you know novel you're? And so I've had to strategically start to do what you're suggesting, which is basically like I'll highlight a certain. Page. Have you all seen this page? And I'll open it up and I'll put it. Ooh, this look doesn't this look interesting? Right. right? And <laughs> right. I'm just putting it right. In. How about this? You know. And all I'm trying to do is just encourage them. You know, or I'll I'll do the thing where I'll sandbag them. I'll go. Ooh, I think I see our waiter. He's headed this way. You know. Did right. you guys know what you want to eat? You know. Because again, I'm just trying to. have an objective i'm trying to
0: get i'm with you man and i just think that restaurants and bars need to go with the costco business model which is you know you sell one brand of ketchup because if i'm coming in to buy ketchup i'm probably going to buy the ketchup instead you've got 40 different ones on the shelf at a safeway or something it's like which you know what what do i buy here you know and it won't be hunts i'm a heinz guy you a heinz guy uh
1: yeah i i kind of don't care ketchup oh. to me is sort oh, of Oh man it's ketchup to me is like the pepsi coke thing man well i like see i like the i like the special stuff the mayo chup yeah you get yeah. it like the freddy's yeah, yeah, places get where it. they mix the right like special know. sauce so, stuff yeah yeah so i tend to go gravitate toward if it's a restaurant that has their own sauce yeah. i'll go that way okay. like, a, like a waldo's okay. or something
0: or like an in-and-out burger
1: yeah, 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 exactly. In and
0: out, you know, monster style, man. Good stuff, right? Or anim- you know, animal, if, style. If you
1: give me a choice, I'm usually not going to go with the the Heinz, or or right. I'm going to go with their house. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. That's just what you have to
0: do. It's like faux pas if you go in there and you don't have that, man. In yeah. my opinion, you know. So, wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Good stuff, man.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. i I'm, I'm gonna make an attempt to bring this one back for just. For one special segment. You you want to do some news?
0: Yes. Live from the news desk.
1: All right. Got a news. Got, this is near and dear to both Jay and my heart um, for a lot of reasons, but going to be on a little bit of a humorous approach. Okay. Um, Alzheimer's, very serious issue, very serious mental disease. I've had family members. My dad died complications due to alzheimer's jay's had family members the same my mom's got dementia okay so it's it's we have people that are close to us right now that are starting to go through stages of it um but there has been some progress made now this is this is uh an article that i found on the website Mm sciencealert.com have you read the headline yet I I have and uh, just <laughs> boy all right. Here boy it is, oh boy we're, we're, yeah okay now the, for the ladies out there I'm not sure what you're gonna do but giant study finds Viagra is linked to almost a seventy percent lower risk of Alzheimer's
0: holy moly
1: yes that blue pill all right so according that's gotta to be st-
0: hard on the brain man
1: yep use of the medications. Sildenafil, better known to most as the brand name drug Viagra, is associated with a dramatically reduced incidence of Alzheimer's, according to a new study. Wow. Uh, It's led by the researchers at the Cleveland Clinic, and they are basically saying it can lower your risk of developing Alzheimer's by 70%, and that's based on an analysis of health insurance claims data. So they're using actual people that have been taking it, uh, over 7.2 million people apparently in this study, and records show that claimants who took the medication... So, just for a second here, these are the people that are admitting to taking Viagra, okay? Right, right. Uh, in which record shows the claimants who took the medication were much less likely to develop Alzheimer's over the next six years of follow-up compared to match control patients who didn't use Sildenafil or Viagra, right? So... I mean, I don't see the downside here. I'm kind of thinking I just need to go out and sign up for the blue pill
0: yeah, exactly i mean like i said it's it's, it's it, it it's it's uh you know i for me i mean i I don't have any problems I'm just saying. <laughs> But,
1: what? but I would take now, it you've got, you know, no,
0: I would definitely take it if I knew that it lowered my risk of Alzheimer's sure. because I, I mean, know what a terrible, terrible disease There's one for the
1: team, is. and then there's taking one for the yeah, team, absolutely.
0: Right? You know, I mean, even though it would be hard on the brain, um, you know, you, you, oh, uh, careful, Jay. <laughs> you, you know, I'm sure, um, but anyway, so you know, you I, I, play I that the, the other thing I'm sitting here, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> so. And they're also saying that it's not the first time uh, sildenafil uh, use has been linked with better health outcomes. Um, with the drug previously showing promise in a range of different scientific contexts, including cancer and malaria research. How about that? Uh, so
1: again, everybody just reporting the fact. It truly
0: here, is the miracle wouldn't drug. Wouldn't think man. of
1: doing anything other than reporting factual information on this program. Not trying to encourage anything other than just you know factual, helpful information here. Uh, but looks like if you go out and get you some Viagra, you're going to be uh, much less risk of of Alzheimer's. So, yeah, get rid there of that go. aluminum foil, and man.
0: Too, you know, don't cook with that. You'll be good to go. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. All right, good good job, <laughs> man. That's nice. Wow. All right, so um, I mean, man, dude, there's just full. times
1: when things jump out at you, and you're like, oh, we've got to do this. Oh, but, that's yeah.
0: that's. I mean, well, I think it's a valuable piece of information um and you're right i mean sometimes you, you never know where a drug is going to take you um you know this is this stuff's been out you know uh for for what a couple decades now yeah isn't it yeah, viagra? I, think so. yeah. I I even think the late bob dole was was like a uh, spokes spokesman for for viagra you know for the longest wait time. is I he mean, not so i got, thought
1: he was going to live forever
0: no, Is he not. He, he passed away. No, he's he's gone, man. He died yes yesterday or this week or something like that. You know? Oh, okay. Ninety eight years old, I think. December, right?
1: yeah, okay, December fifth, twenty twenty one. So it's, I think he was
0: battling cancer, you for know, for a good while. Yep. Right. So um, you know, but ninety eight years old, maybe dude was taking Viagra, and that's what I I'm just you never know could have had some effects on his on his uh, time on this planet.
1: I don't know. Legendary. Uh, legendary senator, right? Yeah, looking forward Career. to the Norm Macdonald, Bob Dole reunion there. Ooh, that Two Bob oh, Doles for, in the same room, Totally right? forgot yeah. about that, man.
0: Totally forgot about that. Which by the way, uh Nor, uh not Norm, but Norman uh what what's uh what's the guy's name from Saturday Night Live? Um God, I'm blank blank space. The the one that uh runs Saturday Night Live, the 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 producer.
1: Oh, uh
0: Lorne Lorne, nah, Lorne Michaels. Yes, uh, he was just uh, just received a uh, Kennedy Center Honors. Oh, huh. you know, which is was go. very fitting for yeah. him, man. Uh, that'll air on December twenty second, I think, on uh, CBS. So uh, be stay tuned for that. I think, uh, which is fun. That's a, I always love the Kennedy Center Honors. Um, so real quick, uh, before we get into the, the the rest of the stories that we have today, real quick shout out. Make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and click the notifications bell and that's youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus because, um, I am off to, uh, the performance racing industry show in Indianapolis. And I do believe that Keith will uh, make his way up there. At least I hope we can connect and, uh, bring you guys some, some more valuable content. Um, but to catch that stuff, you're going to need to be subscribed to our channel. Um, or you can search for it, but it's easier just to subscribe. It really is. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, we'll do a know.
1: PRI playlist on, on YouTube, just like we did for SEMA, so you can just watch one right after the other.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. So, um, so um, someone whom we have not talked about in a long time, Keith, and you you found this, um, and we've got – there's actually three Stellana stories that we can just kind of like get into here. Um, or four or five or four or four whatever. So apparently, um, Mercedes and Stellantis uh, have invested into uh, Factorial Energy. They're a company that um, has a breakthrough in in in, in oh, wait
1: what uh, s- what kind of battery technology? Uh,
0: that would be um, solid state. I hate uh, to say I told you so exactly how many times we said that the the batteries as we know them now are a bridge to get to where we're going uh here's like
1: just twice i think that's all we've said on this (laughs) i can i hope everybody knows i'm just like i'm seething with sarcasm today i i think it it almost every time we've been on the air we've talked about anytime an ev comes up solid state is not too far behind in conversation
0: no, solid-state batteries, I, I do believe, is the way ahead even further. And then I think it'll change from there. I mean, they're looking at alternative materials to cobalt, um, which will reduce the cost of these things mm-hmm. as well. Similar types of situations went on in in the engine component side of the business, like valves, for example, yeah. on heavy-duty heavy duty diesel applications. Metallurgical. Metallurgical stuff, uh, like the cost of an exhaust valve on, say, a Caterpillar— 3500 series. They're big valves. They're well over two inch head diameters and the stem diameters are half inch in some cases. And they're made out of Inconel, which is a cobalt based alloy. Those things cost, you know, well over $100 a piece just for the valve. So it's very expensive. So
1: it's magic During those
0: time frames. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's magic pretty much. But the thing is, is that we, we as consumers are always looking for the best bang for the buck. You know, you, you don't necessarily want a value engineered component you want an alternative that works as well and you can benefit from it, but at a lower cost. And we're always striving to do that in the automotive industry. Uh, and this part, this sector of the automotive industry is no different than that, which is finding a better way uh, at a more affordable cost uh, at the end of the day for consumers, which is going to tie into some other other things that we're going to talk about here today. Um, the cost of these things are, are just huge and, um, you know, well what's that's your vehicle cost that's way why up, uh
1: you know? sir richard dyson got out of the ev development yeah. he they, so the, for those of you that don't know dyson yes that guy the vacuum cleaner manufacturer was test piloting an, an ev an electric vehicle program and he bankrolled that himself and right. basically got out of it because it was cost prohibitive he just Mm -hmm. And they were looking down the road of solid state, no pun intended. That's where he wanted to go.
0: Yeah, and I think that people have, you know, when you're you're an entrepreneur like that and you've got so many irons in the fire anyway, it's kind of best to kind of sit back and let the technology kind of catch up with you. Let somebody else focus on that, which is like what we talked about with the Ford-Google thing. You know, why not just let those guys concentrate on what they specialize in, and we'll just kind of tag along with you and, and, and help, you know, invest
1: into that so technology. So, let me ask you a question, Jay. Sure. Sidebar here. Okay. Have you seen Sir Richard Dyson? You've seen what he looks like, right? Have you yeah. Have seen him on commercials and stuff? Sure. Have you seen Tim Cook from Apple? Yeah. Same person? I think they could pass for twenty. Just twins. change the accent?
0: They're in the, yeah. They're in the same corridor. Maybe that's yeah.
1: actually going on. You think it's the same guy and he just is running two separate companies. I got it. So, Could be. It's another breakthrough through environment. Iron Man it? 2. Wow, this just yeah. went way off the deep end. Iron Man 2, there was a, <laughs> the evil, the bad guy in the movie. His name was The Mandarin, and he was played by yeah. um, a great actor, Sir Ben Kingsley. Lots of lots mm. of knights in today's discussion. Yes, Right.
0: yes, yes. Yes. Ben
1: Ben Kingsley's a very accomplished Shakespearean actor, but he played this role, and it turns out at the end of the movie—I don't want to spoil it for you guys—it's been out ten years—but uh, he actually was just a hired gun. He was an actor portraying a bad guy. He was just playing a role. Right. He was kind of a puny little wimp that played table tennis all day, right? At, at the it kind of, sort of came out at the end of the movie that he wasn't really the bad guy. So the, right. So the so the. He was an actor. He was a he was a character playing a character playing a character, right? In a movie, so I could potentially see this guy that's doing the Tim Cook, Richard uh, Dyson thing. Same same deal, right? They just hired could a be. guy. He shows up on camera to be the CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Changes his accent. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, he's going to forget which company he's representing, and he's going to show up with the 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 Richard Dyson accent. At an Apple press conference, and then you're in trouble, right? I, I'm sorry. Were you, you trying to have a serious conversation here about solid state batteries? Oh no, no,
0: no. no. We, I think people know us all too well that that you know we can't go there without going there. You know, that's just kind of the way we are. We have to. We, we would like to weave you in and out of the story and, and keep it keep keep the the connectivity going. But so so for those of you who don't know who Factorial. is, uh, energy is. Uh, they're a Massachusetts-based six-year-old startup developer of solid-state batteries.
1: Lots of stuff going on in that area probably because of MIT because you have robotics right. companies that started in that area not too long ago, too.
0: Right. And here's what's nice. And I think this is really cool. When I when I started looking into this and doing a little bit of research on who these guys were and, and who were involved, um, Mercedes-Benz and Stellantis are not too small players at all. I mean, they're pretty big conglomerate you know, huge corporations. Um, what, what I found interesting is, is that, you know, say maybe 10 years ago, both of these companies were like, no, nah, we're not going there with EVs. We're not, we're not, gonna, we're not mm-hmm. going there. But now you have them. They see the potential, but they also see the, the direction the industry is going. And if they don't do something, they're going to get left behind. Uh, then you may not have the costs to move forward. And we'll get into a little bit of that too. But what I found interesting is that you know Hyundai uh, and Kia in October of 2021 also invested into these guys, telling me that these are companies that are investing strongly into the EV world. And this is where time it's at, and this is where it's going.
1: Time and time again, we have told you guys this current generation of EVs is not the end game. This is basically a transitional stage. We we all know there's problems with the batteries now. They're too volatile. They're, the range is an issue. The charging time is an issue, and then it's, it's kind of circular back to the volatility if you charge them too fast and all that. Just ask Chevy Volt owners. But right, I absolutely you know this is where it's going. I I really yes, I, I think mm-hmm. you know we've it seen is definitely the where it's going. This the is the, this is, on is the, the next. Wall. Yep, this is
0: the next step, and, and it, it it's a space saver. The way they can produce these things, um, as well as it's like you just said, it's a lot less volatile, um, cost effective. Um, there's a, there's a number of reasons why this is going to be a win. So the company did explain that its proprietary uh, solid electrolyte material and factorial electrolyte systems technology, or what they call Fest, enables it to produce safe and reliable solid state battery cells, which as First in the world reached 40 amp hour capacity at room temperature. Well, now that's pretty huge.
1: I okay, and 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 so this is where it's going to have to be done is with these super smart startups that are venture capitalist funded in many cases. And mm-hmm. the reason is because of cost, and this is something else that Jay and I have talked about a lot. Now, going okay, so so. Let's just let's just carry this thought into I don't know if we're going to end up doing two segments here or running them all together but Stellantis CEO just recently came out and talked exactly about that issue of cost mm-hmm. in electrification, yep. right? Yes. And yes. do you have it? Do you, I have it if you don't.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you're exactly right. My intention was to, we we have a we have a few Stellantis pieces of news that we want to keep on the same page here because it's all relative to what okay. we're, we're trying to get so, across today. So, yes, so go. So, for
1: those of you that are not as familiar with the brand Stellantis or, I guess, the parent company Stellantis as some of us are, that includes companies like Jeep, of course, Dodge, Chrysler. Then you mm-hmm. get into some of the European lines, uh, Fiat... Citroen, Opel, Maserati, if you're into the luxury side, yep. Voxel, yep. Ram, of course, if I didn't say Ram, the truck line. um Jeep, Ram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Alfa Romeo, just to name a few. Okay. So, Huge. the CEO, Carlos Tavares, um, made a statement recently, and this is all around the concept of electrification that we were just talking about. And, Stellantis is investing in and we're about to tell you in in, in just here in a few minutes on another way that they're investing in electrification. Uh, But he said um, there was a Reuters next conference and he said that basically they're getting external pressure from governments of the world and from investors to go EV. And, and, And this is another thing that we've talked about time and time again, that the automotive industry is driven and has always been driven by peer pressure it is what it is right. it's unfortunate in some cases but it, it's just that's the way it's always been okay yep so so they're reactionary to a to some extent now then you get into examples like rivian and tesla where those guys just went out and basically bucked the system but they took huge risks in doing so the larger sure. companies like Stellantis and ford and general motors they have to be more careful because they have to answer to stock to shareholders they have to, you know, their, their their profit margins are on the line. OK, if they they right. can't, if they fail, it's a big deal. Uh, That's a bigger That's exactly deal. Exactly right. So he basically Huge. came out and said the costs are too ex- too steep right now and we can't pat. Pa- it would take basically us passing on 50 percent of the electrification cost to the consumer. Ain't nobody going to buy one. No, no, they're not. Now I and- I take a little bit of a disagreement with him because I don't think he's been watching us because we have pointed out Jay um, and I can hear you've got you've got you got a bone to pick with this but that's where your like your Christian conos eggs of the world do it in the in the hypercar line where the cost is exorbitant and they're mm-hmm. able to absorb that and then it trickles down like you know in the Maserati side for example and then it trickles down into the consumer grade stuff, right?
0: Right, and I think the biggest fear that that he that Carlos has is, yeah, like you said, passing the fifty percent on to the to the consumer just doesn't work. It's it, it, I agree with that hundred um, percent. It, it it can in certain sectors, but not the average consumer. Okay, and that's that's what I think he clearly states. in thats that is that. We've got to be very mindful that not the average consumer can afford a $120,000 all-electric vehicle. And he's right, right now. But I think that in 10 years, that that mindset is going to change because you're going to see a shift in where consumers are putting their dollars. Yeah. And if you're building a product that where the cost is more costly in the upfront than in the long run, I think that people could get on with that program. Whereas for us now as consumers... Our costs actually come at the end of the life of the vehicle, rather than in the beginning of. It. You see what I'm saying?
1: So now here is here is the catalyst. In, in okay, so if if we go down that road, like you just said, where you know people look to spend a little more, there part of the problem here. And and Carlos, I know you weren't at the helm when this whole problem started, but the auto industry has just to to some extent themselves to blame for this. Allow me to mm-hmm. explain. Okay. We have, when 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 Henry Ford revolutionized the assembly line, all the way through probably the 1960s. You know when, right? You know my parents were buying Fords. Um, there was this. People kept cars for longer. Right. They, they were heavier. They were. Cost of inflation adjusted probably a little bit more than they are today. I think We so. didn't have the credit cards that we have today. We didn't have the lines of credit like we have today. It was a different game. You saved up and then you you know for years, and then you bought what you wanted, okay, or what you could afford. The automotive industry, and there are other industries that are guilty of this as well, have gotten into this whole trap of planned obsolescence. And so they're right. making cars with the expectation that you're not going to keep that car more than five years. They've Correct. got lease programs where you keep it for two or three years. And so they are counting on you coming back in line at the dealership in five years or less to buy another one. Right. And they need that revenue, and they have factored it now into their model of revenue. The problem with that is what we have today. So so Carlos said there basically are two paths through this. Um We sell fewer cars, or we accept lower profit margins. Well, if you sell fewer cars, you're going to raise the price, and then your profit margins would not be lower. Exactly. How about we sell fewer cars, and we make them to last?
0: Right, which I think the EV of any type of vehicle out there is the answer to that. And that's why I said your cost up front will...
1: And it's less pollution, right? It's less cars and landfills. It's less just. It's it's a greener, if you will, concept. Keep that car on the road longer. Build it with quality. Right. Charge more for it if you need to, but stop this nonsense of planned obsolescence.
0: Right, and I think that this this time that we're in right now deserves to have. And I'm sure someone's already out there looking at the statistics on this, the analytics overall of what the average consumer has invested into their vehicle and what their overall life of the vehicle cost to operate actually is on an EV. You know, we're, we're so new into this. I don't think we probably have a bit of a, um, you know, cloud over that, so to speak, because there's so many variables over the last 10 years of of the electric vehicle. market. And one of
1: the big variables right now, Jay, is if you buy an EV and today's world what the the, the manufacturers aren't going to admit this or tell you this but you're really investing in future development like that's not yeah. the the stuff they're selling now is kind of reactionary because peer pressure has demanded it it's not ultimately where we're going to end up long term right So right. that's a huge right. variable like you're probably not gonna i don't know i mean that tesla might be around for 10 years that ford machi might be on the road for 10 years you might keep it that long but i kind of don't think so
0: Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like if you want to give an analogy to this thing and I know I'm going to have people hit me over the head of this, there'll be comments about it. Please feel free to comment. We we love that. And you, and, and if 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 we pick your comment on our mailbag, you'll you'll uh, you'll 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 listen to it. But you got to subscribe to our a podcast and our channel to, to get that. But, um, you know, vinyl went the way of 8-track, 8-track went the way of cassette, cassette went the way of CD, compact disc. Compact Disc has now gone the way of streaming. And this is consumer habits change. But they don't change on their own. They change because the technology changes. You guys ask for this. This is you you put this in front of us. And when you show someone something new and how viable of, of, of a product that it is. And the the growth potential, what's expected down the road from it, it, it works. Um, I mean, but now you know you've got. I, I talked to someone the other day about how the explosion of, of vinyl has come back. You know, the drop of the needle on the on the record, um, that sort of stuff. There's always. We all love to go back to our past and and just relive those things. That's why we restore vehicles. That's why electric you know, like the Illuminator is a viable solution to being able to restore those old vehicles in the future. Um, There's a lot of things here at play. And I think that this is a really good hard look at the future of them saying, and he asked the great question, how do we get over this? How do we get beyond this? The problem that Stellantis had, or back in the day, it was Daimler, Chrysler, Jeep, whatever, before Stellantis took over, like you said, this was kind of an inherited problem. They did not invest into the electric vehicle side of the industry until it was almost too
1: late, right? Reactionary, peer pressure driven. That's it. They don't. And that's, they don't. That's, spend their money like, for example, uh, like Honda. Maybe uh, right. I'm thinking on the motorcycle or the power sports side or Yamaha, mm-hmm. where yeah. they're pushing the envelope with an R&D division. You know exactly. Now, to be fair, got a little news here. Stellantis. Now, I found this on Carbuzz, but uh, they Stellanus does have some active R&D going on. I think this is cool. And, you know, I kind of disagree with the title. I understand it was just to get clicks and eyeballs. But uh, it yeah. says Stellanus is building a real-life slot car racing track. So, kind of. I mean, the concept is basically if you've not ever owned a slot car, you're, you're missing out. But um, you had two cars that could race simultaneously and there was a little gun mm-hmm. with a trigger on it and you could give it power and they were electric and you know there was little slots on the track that these cars drove on and they have a full-size IRL in real life version if you will of that and it has um, wireless charging for vehicles for electric vehicles uh, every so often just as I'm looking at it here it looks like they're maybe about every 20 30 feet apart And they're basically they're they're wirelessly sending power, you know, in in true Nikola Tesla fashion to these vehicles as they travel around a closed loop course. Right. Absolutely. They're not really racing. There's no control Mm -hmm. of them like a slot car. No,
0: it's it's just a track. It's a proving ground, basically, is what it is. And they've they've wired this thing up to to be able to charge these vehicles
1: yeah, well, they can Wirelessly. you can do it with your phones now. I mean, they do have right. to be within it, a certain range, um, right. and they're saying that the results are encouraging, which is a good thing. And and again, you absolutely they are. Now check this out. Here's here's
0: an argument that keeps coming up about well, you know, we go all electric vehicles, people are going to lose jobs. Well, somebody's inventing this stuff and manufacturing this stuff. I mean, that's creating jobs. Well, I guess it?
1: I guess my question to that would be if you want to play the part of that person that would make that argument is what jobs? Which jobs specifically? Right. Yeah. Engine I mean, rebuilders? Things shift and change. Is that the jobs you're talking about? I mean, I you've, think got that the, you've got the AERA hat on today. I mean, is that yeah. the
0: argument? I, I, think that, I think that there is the big fear that, that that's going to happen. And I personally don't see that. I don't see it well, taking those jobs away.
1: I don't know that it would... Right. So you may have to learn a new technology but there's still right. going to be some Innovate. sort of propulsion system in these automobiles right exactly and, and we i would hope that we don't get in this habit of like we just talked about um just throwing the cars away when they get to a hundred thousand miles or if the coils in these electric cars go bad that we don't just throw the whole car away right like can we not rebuild electric motors also i mean sure it's already happening yeah. Yeah, it's already happening. So where People are, are these it. jobs that are taken away? I mean, you guys, leave us a comment. Tell us. If you are on that in that school of thought and you think that the introduction of the electric vehicle by the automotive manufacturers like Ford, GM, Stellantis is getting rid of jobs, where? What jobs? Right. I, I, I mean, want to hear from you. What jobs?
0: Right. I mean, they're, Ford's investing billions of dollars. I mean, they're not just investing it to the air. They're, I mean, building got a, they're building out massive facilities, plants, you right? Know? Yeah, and and that in itself Giga creates cities. jobs in the construction world. You know that sort of stuff. The electricians that it takes to wire these these buildings up, and then the people to 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 be, you know, in in the manufacturing process of, of these things. The human element will will be there to some degree. I look, it's a it's an argument. I get it. I understand, but I also Take a look at the last two years, and Keith and I have spoken about this. That if if you didn't figure out how to work from home, or kind of change up what you were doing over the last two years to to to, to create income for yourself, then you know you, you've got to make adjustments at some well, time Jay, in your You life, know, I'm always. not very
1: computer literate.
0: Yeah, that's the, exactly hitting the head of the so nail. So you I mean, don't want to You, you hear that, right?
1: Right. Basically, right. that's, time. you know, I mean, do you think people that, when Henry Ford developed, refined the assembly line, do you think he got a lot of people going, eh, I don't think those things are ever going to beat my trusty old horse? I mean, he, right. well, that's oh, laughable yeah. now, but. They did. I mean, they did. They.
0: I mean, that's exactly, I mean, you hear, you hear that all the time, you know, you know, uh, the industry is changing. It's going by way of the the, the horse and carriage, a horse and buggy. I, I hear that, but but you have people like myself who embraces the automotive industry in every way, shape, and form. No matter what it'll be in thirty years, I still have an extreme love and passion for the industry itself. Um, my dad as well. I mean, my, you guys have seen my dad on a podcast um, or heard him on a podcast, and. He and I've had great conversations about the electric vehicle. He thinks it's great. He loves innovation, um, but my dad is also one to innovate. He has that passion to figure out something, how to how to do something better. I mean, that's why the man built his own CNC machine. I mean, uh, it's just he's seventy plus, seventy eight plus years old, and he uses a computer. He runs CAD design. I mean, he's he's. I'm just saying, listening to the podcast on his.
1: Yeah. Don't limit. Yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. Don't limit yourself by not
1: trying. Don't
0: say, oh, that'll never work.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, the whole Steve Jobs, that's why he was Steve Jobs, right? That's that was his his mentality. So just to close the loop on this, um, this is a uh, it's called the Arena del Futuro uh, Arena of the Future, if you. If right. You prefer in English. Um, it's outside of Milan. Um, yep. They are testing buses on it. It's yep. 1,050 meters long right now. Um, it uses dynamic wireless power transfer, DWPT, uh, kind of industry jargon there. Um, Which is
0: pretty much the same thing as the cell phone charging, yeah, right? You just lay it down on the pad that charges, right? Uh, yeah, induction charging, yep.
1: And, um, yeah, and they're testing with buses and... Um, they've got special equipment on them, of course and all that. So, yeah, so we'll see where this goes, but uh it's it's definitely pushing the envelope. I'm on board. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean
0: So, so there you go. I, I think it's I mean that right there is the type of stuff you need if the, if the industry is going to grow, if the EV market's going to grow, these are the types of innovations that have to happen. It and and if that's the direction we're going then I can I can see that working. And it, we've got all of these infrastructure things happening around us, Keith. And, um, you know, where do you invest? And it looks like, you know, everybody is on board with investing into the electric vehicle world. Now, again, it's going to change. It'll continue to change. It'll be like, like a chameleon. Um, it's going to change so many times, but right before our eyes. So, all right. Anyway, um, while we're on the subject of electric things <laughs> – Ooh, boy, I had no idea waking up today that this was gonna be where we would go with this. But I continue to pinch myself and go, gosh, man, when's the last time we talked about a big block Chevrolet? You know, or I just or had something. this
1: thought, like literally just you know, during this this podcast of it is getting more and more difficult to find content that's of interest. Out there, that's yeah, internal yeah. combustion related, right? You might say, right. Jay, if we were in the previous segment talking about Alzheimer's, that it's getting harder and harder. To, I, anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's it is it is electrification is dominating the news feed. It is dominating the press releases that come out that companies like Ford provide to us, uh, Stellantis, even. Yeah, all of it, SEMA, yep,
0: yeah. I mean, SEMA had a huge press release talking about an, uh, just a just an unbelievable uh, amount of of electrification that was going on at the show this year. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. But you know, look, you don't you don't kick it to the curb. You you embrace it and move on because that's that's where that's the industry is changing right now. It's changing, and we got to stick with it. So we're here to deliver that news to you. So um, I'm really excited about this. But I do realize what it is. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not it's not what you think it is. But it it's a cute it's a cute little uh, gesture on behalf of Elon. Well, they and if, yeah, in case you've been under a rock, correct. Elon Musk, CEO and of um,
1: Texas-based Tesla company is,
0: Tesla. Yeah, Texas, big big T. So big T. Um,
1: they had to do something.
0: They did. It's PR, man. You know it's all You got to get back in the exactly news in the news feed, right? Got to have
1: cycles. Yep. Right? Uh he he he's on Twitter. He reads, right? He yeah. sees what people are talking about. He knows what's trending. Absolutely. Yeah. So Tesla, okay. A couple years ago, believe it or not, Jay, it was right around this time. It was over the I think it was over the Thanksgiving holiday. He he mm-hmm. announced the Cybertruck. Right. It was in the fall a couple years ago. Right, right.
0: Broke, some yeah. broke some glass. Broke some glass
1: unintentionally, and all that. And um, Tesla talked about as kind of a mock-up. They had a quad, a four-wheel ATV, right, in the back of that Cybertruck, Apt- aptly named the Cyber. Aptly
0: named the Quad.
1: Yes. And Elon, at some point along the way, said, "Yeah, I think we'll build that too." Now we did. You remember this, Jay? We did a segment where we talked about maybe it would be smart for him to just. Let like Yamaha or Honda or KTM or somebody like that just do the development because those people were already in development of their own electric uh, power sports equipment, right, right? right. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I think that the reason why he didn't, you know, I mean, he 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 they didn't come out with it right away. He's in the process of moving to Texas. now he's open in Texas at the last it was the tesla shareholders meeting i guess it was said that you know we why the quad hadn't come out and you can go there it's because of safety right
1: yeah i mean he he, he said like you know we're, we're trying to get it to a point where it won't flip over on you where it has a low cg right. and it's basically not going to roll and that's right. a big deal safety wise those things will kill you they're heavy you know some of those things yeah. are between 500 and a thousand pounds i don't know what it would weigh with the battery packs in it I'm talking right. about the traditional, like four stroke versions. Um, exactly. So I, yeah, but this is not that. This is sort of just enough to keep everybody interested. Yeah. This is the you, kids' version of the Cyber Quad.
0: Now, I have been preaching this on this podcast, on our show, future of the industry. Who are you marketing to?
1: Well, they're marketing. There you go. And he's smart because Sideshot is all about it. He loves the Mm -hmm. Cybertruck. He's got one sitting on his desk that I 3D printed for him two years ago. He's still sitting there, uh, busted wheel and all. And uh, well, I keep telling him one day I'll fix that for you. And um, I sent him this, Jay, and he immediately dug into it because he and I ride off road. We're woods riders. He rides typically uh, two wheel. But. I said, can you? T- is this just marketing, or can you? Is this a Power Wheels like kind of you know those little kids cars that you buy at Walmart that yeah. you know seat yeah. like three year olds in and you know you mm-hmm. run over your parents' feet with them and all that, right? <laughs> right? Or is this something we can actually take in the woods? Can we take this thing in the dirt and the mud? And he went and looked it up, and he's like, No, no, it's got like a fifteen mile range. It's got a governor on it. It'll do up to ten miles an hour. It's got suspension on it. But that's the big key, right? You put suspension on them, you can ride them off road. You can hop over stuff, right? And he's like no it'll it'll do it you can you can take it off road it's got like disc brakes on it, and the whole deal,
0: yeah, ten to fifteen miles an hour I think is the top top speed on them You can regulate it down to ten, but it can has a top speed of fifteen um it's partnered with radio flyer, who we everybody knows is a toy manufacturer uh, the wagon famously uh, the, know, the wagons, a lot of other, right? yep. famously the wagons um and just in time for Christmas. Yep. Right. You know, I personally I, I think it's it, it leans more towards a toy than it does an actual Yeah, it's a you know, high end
1: toy. I mean you got Segway doing stuff right. like that that's in the thousands of dollars. Okay, so so this thing it's sold out, first of all. So if you were planning right. on getting Which one of these for Christmas, amazing. It's sold Forget out in it. in. in Less than a day, eight minutes. Yeah, minutes. Eight minutes. I think it sold out in eight minutes. Uh, It was nineteen hundred dollars, and um, you know that's right up there with the Segway hoverboard, the nine bot stuff. You know that stuff's all Mm -hmm. in the range of. Well, it depends. You can go five, three, four hundred dollars all the way up to a couple thousand. You get into e-bikes; those things are you know thousands of dollars. It's not out of the question to have a high-priced toy like this, especially from a guy like Elon.
0: Absolutely, and and look, if you want to continue to help Tesla out, this is how you do it. This is this is this is where this this is how this works. So now, what Tesla is saying, if you miss the cyber quad this time around, Radio Flyer still offers the Tesla Model S battery powered ride on toy for five hundred. Uh, there is also a foot powered uh, my first Model Y at eighty bucks for those who really want their kids to get into the whole Tesla now. thing
1: early. Just out of curiosity, because I, I, I knew this would happen, okay, I went on mm-hmm. eBay. Yeah. Now, nobody's taken delivery of one of these yet. Right. Okay, that's important. So, there is no guarantee that anybody's going to have one before Christmas, okay? Right. But, do you want to guess, Jay, without looking, now, now people are going on eBay, and they're willing to show you that they have a confirmation number in their order. So, they have a confirmed right. order, okay? Right, and they will show you that, and in exchange you can buy. They're they're offering the day I get it, I'll turn around and ship it to you. Okay, I don't even know, and you know they're free shipping, so that's going to be a fortune. Right, you want to guess what these things are going for on eBay right now?
0: I'm going to guess, um, and 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 this could be low, but I would be surprised if it's low. But I I think it's maybe in the middle, or right. Maybe I'm spot on,
1: but I'm thinking around five thousand bucks. You you nailed it. So the MSRP Elon sold them on yeah. his Tesla store for 1900 bucks. They're right. anywhere between 4 and 5000. They range from yep. 4000 all the way up to uh, now there's one here that's at an auction price of $3500 but it'll it'll close for higher. Um right. they, they are closing out for, between 4500 and
0: 5000. Right on. Now, you mentioned shipping. Nobody will get it before Christmas. Right. They actually came right out the product description uh, you know on their on test the Tesla site said the cyber quad for kids will begin shipping in two to four weeks orders are not guaranteed to arrive prior to the holidays um, so there you go I, I wouldn't expect it in fact I would be surprised if anybody receives them in January I, I would expect to see these things being shipped uh, to their to their and that again we don't know how deep they've already been into this. You know, was Radio Flyer behind the scenes working with uh, Tesla last year on this thing? We don't know. Could be. He's pretty good at keeping, yep. keeping stuff close to the vest. So um, I think this is pretty cool. But now, again, the only reason this thing sold out is because of its association to the Cyber Truck, which is an
1: all-electric truck. Period. Yeah, there's very little details on it from a performance perspective
0: right it's all People namesake just
1: right it's it, it's exactly
0: it, i'm the first to own a cyber quad you know it's one of those things and you know i think that eventually down the road some of these first editions will probably be worth more than even the five grand that, that they're getting now just because of their notoriety for what they are uh don't know if it's going to be a limited edition uh haven't seen any of that yet they haven't talked numbers uh but we'll find out but it's a toy but the one that we're really waiting on is the real Cyberquad to come out with that new yep. Cyber truck. Yep. That's the one we want. So, wow, man, cool stuff, huh?
1: All right, yeah. So, do you want to you want to shift gears here a little bit? Talk about uh talk about, What are we going to talk, talk about? Talk about somebody else or do we have No, well, no, no. I, I no, one, you got some more I, You got some more I,
0: yeah, Tesla yeah. stuff. Got yeah, see, I was want to say we are themed in this stuff and we are and 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 we've got Okay, so here we go. Cyber quad goes with the cyber truck. and you had mentioned this earlier, okay so we got that combo we, we, we love that we, you know, Elon, please 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 get that cyber quad figured out and get it out to sell with this with this truck. Um, we talk about peer pressure in this industry. We talk about reactionary moves and this is exactly what this is. So when the, uh, when the cyber truck was revealed. You know, we breaking glass, doing all these things. Elon has to be different with everything. And he was when he initially brought this thing to us and said, this is the new Cybertruck. A lot of interest in it. I think that the reservations sold out almost immediately or very quickly. Um, and he had mentioned during that that there were going to be some additional features down the road, that it would be an all-wheel drive, He's taken it a step further. Now he's just made the announcement that they are going to be adding, you know, separate motors on each wheel and all-wheel steering. And instead of like the tank mode from Rivian, it's going to be more like the crab walk with the mm-hmm. Hummer. Why that is would so-
1: he come out and announce that? Oh, right, peer pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Because other people have. Okay, so it's a one, but this is not a bad thing. If we're gonna this, play the one-upping no. game, the yeah. consumer wins. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because they'll get
0: what they want. Um, and I think people, when 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 he saw the shift of the attention going over to the uh, Hummer EV, I think he was he he obviously paid attention to it and goes, okay, so they got this. We need to have that as well. And I think that you're gonna see even more changes and features and stuff that that say the F-150 Lightning capabilities, um, he is now no longer first in line for these things. Rivian has already come to, to production first on, on the, the all-electric pickup truck. The Ford F-150 will probably be out. The Lightning will probably be out before the the, the truck. But you know what? I still think that this is going to be a huge success for Tesla.
1: All right. Go. So if you're if you're Lauren Michaels or Will <laughs> Ferrell and you're doing Celebrity Jeopardy, right? On Saturday Night Live. Okay? You bring you. in you bring in Musk. You bring in um Rivian CEO, what's his name? Uh Ah, uh, Scaring J- R.J. Scarns. bring in R.J. Yeah, yeah. Who's your third? Do you go Jim uh, Farley I would from go, Ford? Do you go? I would Mary go Va- with Jim. No,
0: I would go with Jim Farley, and here's why: because of his connection to the famous Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Okay. Right. They're they're related.
1: And you do. I mean, you got to make it like electric truck categories, right? Like just <laughs> right. I mean, you know. I, right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I. Where would you st- where would you start with that though? I mean, what what kind of questions would you be asking, man? I mean, like um broken glass for 500 Yeah, right. Uh, like
1: that's yeah, that's it, right? Or <laughs> you know, apparently there's a you know, Musk and Bezos are not pals from from what I've heard. That's what I hear. And uh so you do some Bezos in space category or something like that. You know, or you do one you do a space category or, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, penis-shaped rockets for one hundred. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. By the way, um, you know we we had on this podcast uh, a year or so ago. I had pre-ordered Starlink, which is Elon's internet from space mm-hmm. satellite-based internet company. Right. Um, here in Nashville, there was a weird string of lights over the city uh, about a week ago. And it was he just sent up another fleet of satellites for Starlink. Now, some of oh, wow. my friends have said, oh, hold on, dude. You know, it's it's not there yet. Like you pointed out, you can't use it in an RV or whatever. It's very city specific. But he has committed to by I think it's two or three years from now, you're going to have pretty much national coverage. Yeah, He's just got to like, keep shooting these rockets up as fast as he can yeah. full of satellites.
0: The problem that he's up against right now, though, is now these are low-orbit satellites. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem we're having is, and this is where Space Force comes in to hopefully keep keep everybody in check, but when you've got China blowing up satellites and Russia doing the same Russia, thing— yeah. All the debris. I mean, you gotta know those guys that are developing these satellites and putting stuff up there. They're just like their butts are tight, man, because it's like that's a lot of money we put into this stuff, and you're gonna be blowing up and, and you know putting debris everywhere. Right. Now they're they're at different orbit range. I, I get that levels of orbit, but it could be a problem. So it's good to see that he's
1: still. So we still have like a, uh we need like a space Zamboni, like space trash, you know, like just it's, it's <laughs> yeah. it orbits the planet looking for right. debris. Like one of those right. street sweepers, you know? Right, Except right. Or
0: what's the what's the
1: the little vacuums that cats tend to ride on? Oh, the, the Roombas. Yeah, we've got one. Roombas. Yeah. yeah. We need yeah, an intergalactic. Yeah. We need a low orbit Roomba. Hey, yeah. I Robot, di- You guys a, get to work on that, okay?
0: Hey, Dyson, <laughs> Dyson. There maybe there's your your little niches for a uh, space uh, space vacuum. You know. here you go. The Dyson. Uh,
1: well, you you gotta, it's got to be clever it's got to be clever the
0: Dyson debris getter killer so yeah all right so um all right so anyway coming to a um uh coming to a um hopefully a showroom soon to you will or, be the or new driveway yeah or driveway uh, the new um, cyber quad truck with a crab crawl um, and a hummer emblem. Anyway, um, you think that'll happen? Yeah, no. sure. All right, so let's shift gears on – yeah, let's shift gears um, a little bit. And this is something we touched on the last time we podcasted, but we kind of felt we wanted to to touch on it because, um, you know, Nissan – is now getting into uh, the EVs heavily. They made the announcement. God that, bless Nissan yeah.
1: for trying, man. They have been yeah. in such turmoil after the whole cello escape act, you know, Carlos right. going, right.
0: you know. I know, man. And they're still around. He, he's, they're, they're still he's around. kind of
1: the celebrity version of Where's Waldo. But uh, I digress. Right. So, yeah, so the company. Mm, had, has publicly said, hey, we, we have some challenges in front of us. Um, right. But I, I mean it. I am so glad that they didn't just take their toys and go home. They are trying to figure this out and find a way through it. Yeah, they are. And, you know, we're going to talk about two.
0: This is going to be all, an all-in-one here, an inclusive this story is, here. This is what we call two two for the price of one. Two for the price of one. Uh, But Nissan plans to launch 23 electrified models by 2030. And they unveiled recently four all-electric concepts. Now, um, they will launch 23 electrified models, but it includes 15 electric vehicles. Um, And the automaker confirmed its plans with the announcement of its ambition uh, 2030 long-term vision. Uh, This will also see the company become carbon neutral
1: across the life cycle of its products by 2050. So, you know, just think for a minute now. Don't forget, everyone, you know, allow me to remind you that they kind of were on the leading edge of this with the Leaf. That's right. And was around during that development, and they were... Taking risks back to an earlier segment that we talked about, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you hit the subscribe button, turn it from red to gray. You'll get all of our episodes. You can go back check the whole catalog. But we talked a little bit about automotive manufacturers, specifically Stellantis, coming out and saying this isn't cost of it's cost prohibitive. It's not cost effective for us to do all this R and D on electric vehicles because right. we're going to lose money or we're going to have to jack the prices up to the consumers. Well. Nissan made a huge commitment with the Leaf. And then and it was successful. They had some massive changes in in their organization and they kind of their development slowed tremendously. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. successful on a lot of levels DJ, not just the car itself, but it got everyone thinking about if I drive this How do I charge it? Where do I charge it? How am I going to, you know, how are we going to do this? Right. It it was it was the precursor to Tesla Model 3 mindset. It it got everybody starting to focus on where can I actually use this thing? So so unfortunately, there was a lot of turnover at Nissan and they ceased to be the developmental leader. That gave way for some of these other folks to catch up now, but they haven't given up. They're back. They're they're trying to get back in the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just by announcing a bunch of vehicles in their Correct. lineup. They're That's also right. trying to push the battery technology envelope. That's exactly what, what right. Do, what do you What do you know about that?
0: Well, um, they announced it. It's the, the, okay. So the electrification is ambition twenty thirty long term strategy. Um, that was going electric by which 2030 lines up and with twenty fifty which lines the stuff up stuff that the other manufacturers
1: right. have committed to and Europe's <clears> mandates and California's mandates and it's it's gonna align them with a lot of the regulatory stuff that's right cho- choosing those same time frames.
0: Right. And this this is very similar to what we talked about previously um, with Stellantis also um, going uh, with a it, it, it's it's not factorial energy is not the company that Nissan is um, uh, partnering with, but the company says that it will introduce a cobalt-free technology without revealing the exact type to bring down the cost by 65% by fiscal year 2028, um, or what they say by the end of March 2029, which is their fiscal year end of 2028. Not only that, uh it says that by 2028, it will launch an electric vehicle with its proprietary all-solid-state batteries, um, which they they call ASSB, and the, uh, all, the pilot Wait a plan, second, wait a
1: second. Mm-hmm. All-solid... Solid-state... Sta- okay, that makes sense. I wasn't sure yeah, where
0: yeah. they got that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASB. 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 The ASB, uh, is if we're there, the AASB uh, pilot plant is um, going to be in Yokohama. It's expected to be ready as early as fiscal year 2024. Guys, we're just now nearing 2022. That's two years away. We're not far from that. We are so close to cracking the nut on these battery problems and the cost of these batteries and the volatility of the batteries. It starts with this. Everybody says range is a problem. Volatility is a problem. Um, production costs are a problem. So when you look at it where they're going to be going for something, an alternative to cobalt, that automatically reduces the cost right away. Also a space saver, lightening up the vehicle, uh, that's going to increase your range. Um, if you see some of the sizes of these solid-state battery packs, man, they're like the size of a 13-inch of a MacBook Pro. I'm talking length, height, and width. They're not that thick. They're not that big. You know, how many do you really have to have to make it go, you know, 100 miles? Testing will tell that. They're still in the beta series of these things, and we'll we'll see what happens. But they're not entirely sure whether solid-state batteries will be Nissan's cobalt-free technology or if it will be a separate solution to a more conventional cobalt-free chemistry like LFP, um. So there you go. So
1: if I'm Nissan, knowing that this yes. is an expense, okay, what vehicle line do they have that they can put something like this in to absorb that cost? D- d- do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are a Stellantis, you have Maserati, right? If you're mm-hmm. Ford, right. you have Lincoln, right? If you're GM, you have... Mm-hmm. Uh, Cadillac, which is where the lyrics coming out. Right, right. You know, if you're Ferrari, you, you're Ferrari. You know, you're gonna have the high end Ferraris that are gonna be, you know, the most expensive where you can absorb some of this cost. If you're, you know, vo- the Volkswagen Group or whatever they're calling themselves. You know, you've got Audi, you've got Porsche, you've got, you know, uh, or actually, did I m- make a mistake there? I don't know that Porsche is part of their their group, but Audi uh, is it. They're yeah. they're part okay. of the
0: Audi yeah, but, but, Audi VW. But my point that. remains, right? But you still, have a higher yeah.
1: end brand that you can absorb some of those expenses. If you're if you're Nissan and you're working on cutting edge technology like the solid state battery platform, what vehicles you yeah. can't put that in a leaf. Not initially, right? No. No. Where do you what no. do you do? I you
0: you've got to start testing the waters with some of your and I like side shots terminology on this VIP type vehicles, you know, um, maybe the infinity
1: line, uh, gets electrified do you with a Do you come out or, with a new yeah. infinity product or do you, I, I mean,
0: I think so because those are higher end vehicles. That's where you're going to get your profit margins from. We talked about it with the Kona I mean, if you're going to get to that next level, man, you gotta have, you gotta have that money coming right? in, man. And it's, it's the high-end technology if you put it into well, your see, luxury if you, line.
1: Now, okay. So I, I hear you, okay?
0: You see what I'm saying, But right? here's
1: the problem. Okay, so let's just take Lexus, all right? So Lexus mm-hmm. has several SUV crossover type vehicles, like the RX is probably the most popular, okay? Uh, right. They've got the NX, mm-hmm. okay? And you get, you get up to the big stuff like the GX, so, you know, some of that we saw at SEMA. But... Infinity is there is a there is a class competitor for each one of those. Infinity is trying to sell right. against an Acura product, an Alexis product. If right. they drop a solid right. state battery in one of their existing Infinity vehicles like their QX, mm-hmm. it it right. prices they've now priced that out of the competition. So people that were yeah. looking at like a like a like a like a Lexus GX, they're mm-hmm. now not going to be looking at that infinity because it's it's going to cost quite a bit more. So I guess I guess right. the point I'm trying to make is I don't see a way through this unless they create a whole mm. new vehicle for it.
0: Well, they have they have four concept vehicles. Yeah. Those would, those would have to end up being about.
1: infinities, right? They would have to. Not necess- not
0: necessarily. I, I mean, yes and no, but i mean I, I I don't see that being an issue with if you looked at some of the ones they had a um let's see they it's kind of interesting names by the way um which which by the way Nissan plans to invest nearly two trillion yen which is equates to i think around 18 billion dollars um, to accelerate the electrification of its lineup um that's a lot of money if you don't think they're serious about it um, I'm trying to find the model names here to these things. Well, they were all like
1: okay, surf, outdoorsy, yeah, chill
0: out, yeah, the chill out, the Nissan Max out, the Nissan Surf out, and the Nissan Hangout, and they all have their own little concept. I get it. So the Surf out is a pickup, like a pickup truck. Yeah. Um. The uh uh the Hangout is kind of a flat bodied type vehicle that's very comfortable for people to just hang out in, kind of a thing.
1: Honda Odyssey is what and I, I and thought I, of when I saw it, right? Yes,
0: very similar to that. So those I can see, you know, d- would you really have to come out with something, a, a newer model to do that um, and do away with? Or do you bring back something that you've killed off? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, like say, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, what what's 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 a... Th- flagship that they killed recently one of the suvs that nissan killed um
1: i, I, get, oh, your yeah, yeah, mind, right I get your point yeah i get your point
0: yeah what i'm saying is is that maybe you bring it back as electrified i'm wondering if that's not some of the, what some of these manufacturers are doing intentionally to bring them back as electric vehicles yeah. I, I don't know but i think you you have to pay attention to who you're marketing to and i think that what they're doing here with these four concept vehicles if you just by name alone and what they're going to be what they're going to mm-hmm. be used for it tells me that they're marketing to your son right, right now yeah and that's and that's where the answer is that's that's who, who gets to buy these things and who will probably be more willing to buy them because this is all they know whereas it'll be a lot harder to have that you know 70-year-old retired CEO that's been driving a you know a, an infinity for for all these years to maybe adjust to that, that that still wants that. And don't take away my gasoline engine, man. I'm not buying that kind of stuff. It might be –
1: you see what I'm saying?
0: So I think I I get your point. I get your point there. Um, I'm not saying I don't think you can't use existing models because I think you can. But you're right. It depends on which model. But you're right on the the, the Infinity Flagship stuff because, yeah, I guess you could potentially price yourself way out there. But we don't know what the cost of this stuff is going to be. Right, they're saying the reduction in cost over time um, will make it very affordable for solid-state yeah, right. batteries in the next ten ten years. So, there's your answer to that. I mean, that's the best answer I have. I think it's the solution. I think that the solid-state batteries are the solution to this thing.
1: So. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's definitely interesting to kind of watch this and um, be be in in the middle of what we're in the middle of you know who would it like you mm-hmm. pointed out before we hit record you know when we started this three years ago we kind of had an idea of what was happening but i don't think either of us thought it would be this big no. of a player talking about evs no in the industry
0: i had no idea i mean i i, I am completely blown away with how many of the ones that said they weren't going there have recently in the last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. gone there? And, I mean, I'm not I'm not talking putting toes in the water, man. I'm talking yeah. about head first getting in it. And this is another fine example with Nissan doing it. So congrats to Nissan for staying on, you know, in, in the conversation. I'm happy for them. Uh, we thought we were going to lose them for the longest time, but hmm, we'll see what
1: happens. All right. Well, uh, okay. yes, we will. And you you can, everybody, see what happens. Uh, this will not be the last time, time we discuss this for sure. So make sure that you are subscribed to, first of all, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you. If you are watching this or not subscribed to the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to go to our website. It's partscounterguru.com. There is a podcast links tab somewhere at the top section of that website near the left, I think. Correct. And if you click on that podcast links, it will take you to basically all the podcast platforms. You find the one that you love the most, and you can subscribe to us there. Over on the YouTube side, it's youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button there. And you will get all of our video segments delivered directly to your whatever device you you're, you use to watch YouTube on. What what just happened here, Jay? This is normally you that uh, that does all this. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> well, don't ask me to take us out today because I'm I'm not prepared for uh, that. But, what I miss, um, man.
1: I don't know. I just I just spirit you didn't, moved me, and I just sort of well, you know.
0: You, you didn't miss anything. I'll just remind everybody that we are we also have a, a social media uh, presence, and that's uh, facebook.com forward slash parts kind gurus. Uh, We're on Instagram, and that is Instagram.com forward slash the parts gurus. And then we are also on Twitter, and our handle is at the counter show. And subscribe, follow us. We got all kinds of cool stuff out there. So
1: that's about it. Uh, yeah, so all take right. us out, man. PRI show coming up soon. Um, make sure you're plugged in. Uh, as previously mentioned so that you can get all the news on that it'll be uh, i can't wait to see what we find there so and we'll pass it yeah. on to you all right everybody thank you so much uh for my pal jay over there <laughs> i I'm forgot right here man yeah you're over there okay i'm <laughs> keith uh thank you again i'll leave you with these words when life gives you a dumpster fire roast marshmallows see you next time guys <laughs>
0: ДИНАМИЧНАЯ МУЗЫКА